<laughs> on a future episode of Battery Mates, we will we have a long. It'll be a long off season. We'll have a plenty of time to dip, dig, dig into. <laughs> it's nobody, HP. nobody, nobody dick into a one source. That is. That seems like it would sting. Hello and welcome to a mediocre episode of Battery Mates. I am Matthew, your host in London, joined by Toby in Chicago. Toby, how are you doing? Yeah, I, I I'm doing great. I thought you were so you're you're in London again. Did I say London? You said London. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, did I miss a news a news event? Yeah, I'll just I'll just say Manchester now, and then it can be edited in after sure. London, Manchester. <laughs> So we'll put that. We'll put that. We'll put that in. Just throw that back in. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, well, I'm. I'm doing. I'm doing pretty well. I. Um. You know. I. I. Uh, it's back to school uh, season here. Um. Uh. My my four year old Ruby is uh, in pre K and has this is her last day of the first week of school and so she is very she's handled it pretty well. I'm really proud of her. She's like you know a pretty shy, quiet kid sometimes, but she's really seems like she's enjoying it. Um. Uh, is not protesting going to school at all. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about baseball, which I um, will feature in our uh, Around the Horn segment. That yeah. We're going to talk about baseball today? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, sure. <laughs> for those of you who don't care about baseball, maybe this is one to skip. Uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, fast forward. <laughs> There's going to be some good stuff at the end. But Yeah, do do, it, do at least uh, listen to the uh, word from our sponsor. Otherwise, <laughs> it will hit our bottom line. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Do you want to go around the horn? Yeah, let's go around the horn. I mean, it, it's a it's a, it's a it's a weird baseball season for for me. I'm I'm kind of, you, you know, the Nationals are doing badly. When I'm I pay about ten times more attention to my fantasy team than I do to my actual team. But sure, look, your your team is still playing some actual major league quality baseball. So let's talk about let's talk about the Guardians. Yeah, they're playing meaningful baseball, and we're like coming up on september here <laughs> which is crazy um we've this will yeah. be if 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 you know we don't completely fall on our faces in the next five days we will be playing meaningful games in september uh for you know every every season we've recorded this we've played meaningful games in september um which is crazy to think about considering that we had a rebuild a mini rebuild reload or whatever you call it in there um but anyway, I, I wanted my, mostly uh, I was inspired to talk about the Guardians today. Um, uh, you know, not that I don't talk about the Guardians every episode, but I wanted to dig in a little bit uh, because of a a tweet I saw, and it was going around uh, Guardians Twitter uh, from a a Blue Jays fan who was very upset after the Guardians won a game against his beloved Blue Jays in which he described the Guardians as playing a, quote, disgusting brand of baseball. Um, and I, it got me thinking, uh, I, I don't know what he means. I, I, I legitimately don't know what that possibly could mean. Um, so I, I just want to, I, I get being butthurt when your team loses to a, a team that's not supposed to be very good. I get it. Um, and that the team is actually playing above average. I I, 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 I I do understand 
the annoyingness of that. Um, and, and I let's be clear: if you rewind back to April, our like preseason predictions episode, nobody saw the Guardians being in competition here. Like, I the most optimistic people were saying we're going to win eighty-four games, right? And so. And to be clear, we're on pace to win like 87, <laughs> um, <laughs> which right now would be good enough to win the division. So for those of you not paying attention to the standings, and, and why would you, uh, in the American League Central at least, uh, the Guardians are currently in first place um, with a four-game lead over the Twins and White Sox who are tied for second. Um, and, and they're nine games over 500. They are... And, and I think like what I want to dig into today... Uh, is how they're doing this. I, I want to be clear. I don't think they are like, I'm not like buying my postseason tickets or they're not counting any chickens, postseason chickens, I guess. Uh, but there's still 39 games left to play. Uh, and then the youngest team, youngest team in baseball, which I've said before on this podcast, I, anything can happen. And, you know, I kind of, I still don't really expect them to win the division. But uh, at this point, it's getting harder and harder to see the other teams uh, win. Um, so uh, how are they doing this? Just to review, just look at some stats here. Uh, defense has been really solid. They are third in the American League in, Fangra- in Fangraph's defensive metrics. I, their overall de- defensive metrics. Third as a team. Pretty good. Pretty solid. Um, but very good, actually. Above average. Um, uh, they're, they're starting pitching, which has been the strength of this team for years. Um, overall, eighth in the American League in ERA. Sixth in uh, field in, fielding independent pitching. Uh, sixth in overall value, pretty middle of the road. Uh, let's be honest; um, it's a little better since the All Star break, but pretty middle of the road. And it's been pretty good in recent in the last week or two, but overall, pretty middling uh, starting pitching. Definitely expected better from them. The relievers, they're fourth in the American League in ERA, fourth in FIP, fourth in overall value. But since the All Star break, they are first in all those categories. Um, they have four relievers who haven't given up a run since the All Star break. <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know, a month ago uh, at this point, more than a month ago, and two who haven't walked who haven't walked better in like several consecutive outings, uh, and one of the the best uh, relievers, one of the best closers in the game. So that brings us to what I think, if I had to guess, what this Blue Jays fan was upset about uh, about the quote unquote disgusting brand of baseball, it'd be about the offense because we're scoring runs, we're pretty good at scoring runs, but we don't hit a lot of home runs. In fact, we're next to last in all of baseball in hitting home runs. We are, um, we do hit for average. We're fourth in the American league in, in average, but we're, we have an av- a pretty like middle of the road offense overall. How they manufacture the runs is they have a lot of great situational hitting. Um, they, they steal bases. They're second in the American league in, in stolen bases. They, they're great base runners. They're third on um, the fan, fan graphs, uh, base running stat, uh, overall base running stat. They don't strike out. They're first in, I think, all of baseball, uh, in, 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 or I guess last in, in strikeout percentage, whatever the, the, the good version of that is. They're best in not striking out. Um, and they make, they, they make pitchers work. They, they work the counts, and they make contact. They're first uh, in, in contact rate in all of baseball. Um, so they put the ball in play, and when you put the ball in play, as they, as they say, uh, good things can happen. And so, you know, they, they, <clears throat> this is a team that, tends to hit the ball around and have uh you know not hitting not hitting the ball over the fence but hitting the ball where people aren't and um it's been pretty exciting they lead the league 
they lead the league in um, wins in their last at bat. I think they have 22. They're nine and two in extra innings. Um, and what's what's interesting is this isn't apparently according to the statisticians, it's not fluky. They're not they're not getting lucky. Their win percentage is almost exactly what you'd expect it to be um, based on the underlying stats. So my, my question is, why do opposing teams hate this so much? It's very much like, I would say, some <laughs> some would call this small ball. I think people would call this small ball. There's not a lot of bunting going on, but they call this like station to station. Like it's, it's speed, it's base running, it's uh, slapping singles up the opposite way. It's things like that. Um, it, it, could you have a sense of like why an opposing team would be so like annoyed by this? Because they don't understand baseball. They don't enjoy baseball. That is what you're describing is the best, purest form of the game. Right. Station to station is whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> Small ball without the bunting is, I don't know, I like bunting. But um, if you take the bunting out, it, it kind of makes it less sneaky. I think some people would consider bunting for a hit sneaky mm -hmm. i don't agree with that but you could but even when, once you've taken that out that's just that's just good baseball but there are some fans who think that baseball should be um it should be um a spectacle mm. that it's all about home runs and the bat flips and the celebrations and those things are perfectly fine i don't you know i don't enjoy them that much other people do and that's fine I'd rather see uh, um, runs scored by five five batters being productive in an inning, and that's what that's what Cleveland are doing. And I mentioned, I mean, I've been following this. The Guardians, I follow them because they're your team, but also I have a couple of Guardians players in my um, in my fantasy team. Oh, really? And uh, Jimenez, oh, yeah. um, who. Uh, I've got him playing second base. I don't know where he actually plays because he's he's he can play in a few different. He plays second base. He's just very very consistently productive, yeah. um, and in a in a whole range of different ways. And um, it's just it's just fun. I, I I like it when I know that. I mean, I I root for the Nationals because that's where I first watched baseball. But I love it when teams like uh, uh, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Oakland do well because it's kind of a fuck you to those like big city media um types like it, we have the same thing with with soccer in england leicester city won the league a few years ago and they just weren't supposed to right like football is supposed to be for manchester liverpool arsenal and small teams quote unquote small teams is just not supposed to be there and I just think that sucks. So I hope the Guardians make it to the playoffs and go a long way, just as a fuck you to the to the the big market teams. Well, I mean, I I I accept that endorsement. Um, <laughs> you, do, do you agree? With I, that? I would, you know, I I would not object to that. Um, you know, I, that's that would be great. And I think there's something to be said for it's also a fuck you to the you know to the people who were so butthurt that they changed the name. I mean, I think that the yeah. one thing they can do, and 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 maybe even more than fuck a fuck you to those folks, it's more a validation or a, um, a an invitation to the people who maybe were turned off by the name change, who weren't just you know overt assholes about it, uh, that this is the same team, or, or you know, maybe to put it a different way, winning uh, heals all wounds, <laughs> you know. 
if they can just, <laughs> if they can win in their first season as the Guardians, well, that would be a really good sign. I mean, granted, if they win the World Series, for Christ's sake, I mean, I will, I, you know, this podcast will be a video podcast and we'll both be naked for the the for all of it. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> but no, I I think. Um, if you know if they if they make the playoffs in their first year as the Guardians, I think that's a good omen, um, and I think yep. it, it it kind of it, it's a it's a nice sh- you know shut up to all the people who are like uh, they'll always be the, the Indians to me. Uh, go go Chief uh, I'll, Wahoo, you know. I'll, I'll say I'll say it now. I know I know some of our listeners are not going to want to hear this, and um, <laughs> I, I I'll just say it how I see it. If the Guardians make the postseason. Tim Ryan will be elected to the United States Senate. <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's as serious as that. I, I you know what? Um, I'm going to run some numbers here, but I I think there's something to this. <laughs> I think there's something to that. Um, I I certainly think Tim Ryan's chances of be, at the beginning of, you know, honestly, at the beginning of April, Tim Ryan's chances of being elected to the Senate were probably just as good as Cleveland Guardians' chances of winning the division, <laughs> and so. If uh, if the Guardians win the division, I think you're right. I think there's a really good chance that Tim Ryan is our next senator from the state of Ohio. Um, the one other thing I will say is that I, I said it earlier. I still don't expect them to win. I, I I don't. I I just it doesn't make any sense. This is a team that hasn't. They're trying. They're not really trying to win the division. <laughs> they, they didn't. They didn't do anything in the post the off season. They didn't do anything at the trade deadline. They basically were like, "We're going to play the kids and see how it goes," and it's gone really well. And I mean, these are players, Matthew. You mentioned Andres Jimenez, who was an all star, and so some people do know who that is. And he played in New York for a year, so maybe people do know who he is. But he's he's a star. He, I mean, he's mm-hmm. more valuable to the team right now this season so far than Jose Ramirez. Um, that's and he's twenty three. That's crazy. Uh, yep. He's so good, yep. and he, he's he's added power to his um, what he brings to the table. But you have people like Stephen Kwan, who's a reputable uh, uh, rookie of the year candidate. He won't win um, because the two hundred to four hundred million dollar rookie in Seattle. Uh, did you hear see this news today? Julio Rodriguez in Seattle just. Uh, it sounds like they're they're signing a major extension, um, fourteen years. Fourteen years. He's twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> fourteen years. <laughs> like my daughter will be in graduating from high school. <laughs> uh, Holy Rodriguez. Nah. I know. I can't. You don't do that math. Uh, just don't. No. Stop that stop. right now. Stop it's right not, now. You've hurt, you've hurt me. I know it's bad, but uh, anyway. So I think he he'll he or Adley Rutschman in. in um, Baltimore will be the rookie of the year, but Stephen Kwan is is a, is one of the best rookies in baseball, uh, especially in the American League. And he's playing. He you know he's an av- he doesn't swing and miss. He's he's really fun to root for. It, you know I don't know. Um, and they just have the roster is is filled with these players that most casual baseball fans have if they've never either never heard of or only sort of kind of heard of, no idea what to expect from. Like Tristan McKenzie, our second our second starter is. Um, just been lights out since since july uh, early july and yeah i don't know anyway i could go on and on but i do have a note yeah. oh I, I i should say let me finish that thought about i don't expect them to win but it's getting closer and closer to the point where if they don't it's gonna start to hurt like it's the yeah. farther we get yeah. and it's like <laughs> it's starting to feel real like they're going for it now like tito uh terry francona's like tone 
has changed in like posts in like pregame and postgame interviews. He's like a little more serious. You can tell. Um, and they're clearly trying. They're like now they realize, oh, the, the, the division is in our lap. Like we could get we could win this division and make the playoffs, uh, which would be so much great experience for these young kids. But if they don't, it's it's probably going to hurt a, at least a little now, even though we didn't have major expectations. But the farther we get, we're still winning the division. It's gonna, it's definitely gonna hurt if we don't win. <laughs> so, yeah. but let me just leave this on one a note for the rest of the teams in the American League Central, specifically the Twins and the White Sox. Um, and I, I'm borrowing this. I'm paraphrasing from something that Zach Zach Meisel, uh, who's a Cleveland beat writer, said. Um, but if you're the White Sox or the Twins, you better not let Cleveland win the division this year, because. This is the youngest team in baseball by a lot. You know, we have more players under the age of 23 than over the age of 29. This is, this is, a, this is a team that is not supposed to be here. They didn't try. <laughs> they didn't do anything to add to their roster. Um, and the, the thing that should scare them the most is that they have the third best farm system in baseball, according to MLB Pipeline. Five top 100 prospects, and then they're all in A or above. Yeah, and and the rest Boy. of the division, Royals are twenty first, Tigers are twenty second, Twins are twenty third, and White Sox are twenty sixth. So in terms of farm systems, so this this is the year where we're supposed to like start to see what the young kids have. Maybe if we could put up a five hundred season, that'd be great. Um, and if this is a year where they steal this division, oh, if you're the White Sox, especially, this is the middle of their contention window. They should be embarrassed um, and I know they've had injuries the twins have been really injured I get it trust me I, I don't I think there's a lot of luck going into this but you really that's a real that's a real sore <laughs> that'd be a real sore spot for me if I was a White Sox fan anyway how the, and how the hell are the, how, how the hell are the Tigers still in 21st in the farm system they've been rebuilding for about 10 years the Nationals had to trade Juan Soto to get back up to fifth in the in the MLB farm system, and Cleveland is still are, are in third while winning the division. That is unexpected. Yeah, unexpected. And, and it's it's one of the things that I think fans expect. Uh, and we've talked about this a little bit. The trade deadline. There's there's a forty man glut that they have to make a lot of decisions. There will be trades. They will they will be cashing in some of these prospects yeah. for major league talent starting next year. So the the Guardians should get better next year. Um, and I know that growth and this like development isn't linear for these teams. Um, you know, you go up and down, especially young teams. But I I, I you know, and, and nothing's guaranteed in baseball. You know, we talked about this when in uh, you know after 2016, it was like the Guardians should be or the Indians then, but Cleveland should be good for a long time. And they were, but they never got back there. Um, so you never, yeah. you never know. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta go for what's in front of you. Which, uh, anyway. Well, what's in front of the Washington Nationals is several more years of of gloom. Um, talking about Tim Ryan, I'm going to make another prediction right now. If the Washington Nationals don't make the playoffs this season. I believe that there will be no senator in the United States Senate from DC in the next. Holy Senate. shit! I, I know. I look. <laughs> I there's no way I'd go for two for two, but I'm I'm just I'm just feeling confident on on both of those. The Washington Nationals are, are bad. Um, they the only the only sort of silver lining since we last spoke is that 
they have not been significantly worse since trading Juan Soto and Josh Bell. It's really, really odd. We've had some, we've had some real uh, weird, um, weird situations. Um, uh, but this player come through, Joey Menendez. I can't even say his name. That's how uh, new he is to, to the team. Joey Menendez says, "Oh God, my, what? what is happening? <laughs> What's happening? Uh, I don't know how to. I, I turns out I can listen to his name and read it and <laughs> <laughs> tweet it. I can't say his name. Um, he has been hitting dingers left, right, and centre. Um, he's a thirty-year-old rookie. Oh wow, um, a thirty-year-old rookie." And um, they're co- they're calling him Joey Fourbags because uh, he is uh, he's hitting been hitting a a number of a number of tears. We are on track to lose 108 games this season. Um, oh boy! And frankly, I think that would be a not bad result for how we've been playing over the last uh, couple of weeks. We also have a uh, a losing streak. We have not had our starting picture. Uh, get a win in 42 games. In 42 <laughs> games in which the Washington Nationals starting pitcher has not been, has not got the dub. I'm so um, sorry. How is that possible? It's very, very hard. It's very, very hard. Are they just not going far enough into the games? I know you're not winning many of it's, them. <laughs> we're not winning many. We're not winning many. Uh, when we when we are winning, they're not. They're either not going far enough or we're winning on the back end. So our, our bullpen is getting some wins. I mean, there are, there, there are wins available, but they are going to the bullpen right now. So we have a, a serious problem in the, uh, in, in the starting rotation, but we have got a, a, a prospect come up. Uh, Cade Cavalli, everyone's very, very excited about him. That's it, tonight, uh, right? He's pitching, he's pitching tonight and uh, it will be a great way to break the streak. People would remember that. It's not quite, uh, Strasmus, um, the back in the day when Steven Strasburg um, got his debut and packed out Nationals Park, but everyone is pretty excited, and um, breaking that losing streak would be would be pretty exciting. Um, he, he would be the first prospect that the Nationals have drafted who got a steady space in our starting rotation since uh, Strauss, uh, which doesn't say much for our um, for our. Uh, drafting but the the thing that really really bugs me is um we have the worst record in major league by by some distance but we also have the worst run differential we have a run differential of minus 209 uh against a a a run differential in the whole of 2021 of minus 96 so uh, unless we go on a bit of a uh, run here we are far 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 outpacing 2021 so overall it's been pretty grim uh like i said earlier i've been following my fantasy team as much as i've been following the nationals but the other major league story that i have been following really really closely is the milwaukee brewers because i previewed this in the in a previous episode it has now happened oh wow the owner of the the owner of the milwaukee brewers now owns 20 something I think 22% or something of my soccer team, Norris City. And uh, that went through last Monday. Um, he's bought a ton of shares off the other. He's bought out one of the minority owners. There's some talk that he's going to hoover up some of the other minority owners. And the primary owners, the principal owners of Norris City, um, Delia Smith, who's kind of famous in England for being like a TV chef. She was very famous oh. TV chef in the 80s. 
uh, like everyone in Britain has heard of Delia Smith. She's very, very well known. And um, she's our principal owner, but she's like 78, 79 years old. She's old. Um, and so she's looking to retire. Uh, it looks like Mark Atanasio is going to be the owner of Norris City at some point in the next couple of years. And that is kind of weird. That's kind of weird. It seems like what this mean, what this should mean for battery mates is that you should be flown to Milwaukee to go down the big slide. Yeah, I mean, it's actually not a bad idea. Um, if we've got uh, listeners who have any contacts at all um, with elected officials in Wisconsin or with the Milwaukee Brewers directly, I'd, I'd, I'd venture a guess and say that there are no other Norwich City fans who have been to watch their team play at, at Miller Park and who are Norwich City fans. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a very, very, you know, if I went down the slide at the middle park, it wouldn't be my first time in the in in the in the ballpark. So, I am. Um, I think that it's worth a try. It's worth a try. But more broadly, I'm just interested in hear any listeners who are Brewers fans. Um, what's Mark Atanasio like? I mean, Norris City fans have been doing a lot of googling about um, Atanasio. Um, most people have been looking into his style of ownership. Uh, what kind of uh, owner he is. He does a lot of interviews at games. He sits behind. Um, he sits behind the home dugout for for some games, not not in a box. Uh, his his dad sings the national anthem, so there's kind of a lot of like good um, down home community vibes that that Norwich City fans are getting from Atanasio. I obviously immediately went and googled his um, political donations history. <laughs> Uh, he he did donate to some Republicans in the early 2000s, um, okay. but since uh, uh, since 2008, uh, he has donated only to Democrats. Not very much, um, not a big donor by any stretch, but he has only donated to uh, Democrats since 2008. In 2007, he donated to Mitt Romney's presidential run. So again... <laughs> Again, I don't think there are any Norwich City fans who could talk to Mark Atanasio about Norwich City and the Milwaukee Brewers and Mitt Romney. So, I mean, I'm I'm just like right in the middle of that Venn diagram of people that Mark Atanasio should meet. It's no longer something where I think I think they should. I think you should uh, be able to sit down with with him and have an interview or whatever. I think that certainly should be on the table. I think he should want to talk to you off the record, just like he should want to know, exa- you know, everything. You know, tell me everything about yep. what I need to know about North City. And um, I, I think there's going to be some mutually, uh, mutually beneficial here. Um, yep. That's exciting. That's exciting. It's huge. It's huge. All right. So that's the, that's the Nationals update. Should we have a word from our sponsor? Let's do it. This episode of Battery Mates is brought to you by... The American Consortium of Ranch Dressing Providers. Well, hiya. Nice to meet you, but please. The American Consortium of Ranch Dressing Providers was our father's name. You can call us Big Ranch. And we don't need to buy advertising like this. Let's just say one of your hosts needed a fix. And, well, we worked something out. So let's leave it at that. If you're feeling the itch this weekend, and we know you will be, dip something into some ranch. That's all for us. The American Consortium of Ranch Dressing Providers in Buttercow, Wisconsin. Thanks, Battery Mates. Ranch. Yeah, I, I love I love ranch. Is ranch. that is, is ranch? Do you do the Brits understand ranch? 
Not really. You can you can buy it. It is available, but it is it's it's not it's not a thing at all. It's not a thing. Yeah. It's not a thing. Yeah, I was I mean, I would say it's like it's like HP Source. Like have you heard of HP Source? I've I've seen it. I've never tried it, I don't think. Is it like right. A1? Uh, I guess, I guess. I mean, this can't, it's ever so slightly insulting, but I, I, I know you didn't mean anything by it. <laughs> I know you didn't mean anything by that, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I guess that's a, that's a simplistic way of putting it, but I, I don't, I don't think we've got the time to <laughs> delve deeper. <laughs> On a future episode of Battery Mates, we will, we have a long, it'll be a long off season. We'll have a plenty of time to dip, dig, it, dig into. <laughs> It's nobody, HP. nobody, nobody dick into A1 source. That is. That seems like it would sting. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, well, speaking of um, <laughs> speaking of things that will sting, um, the, the, <laughs> they just released the 2023 schedules uh, for Major League Baseball. And this was promised. So we all knew this was coming. But it was, it was interesting to see it on paper. Uh, the, just to review, the major changes here are that uh, we're playing every team is playing every other team at least once in both leagues. So yep. there's a lot more interleague play, um, and that by to make that happen, they have to play division rivals a lot less. So they go from like 19 games against division rivals every year to 13 games. Um, looking at the schedule, it it was I thought it was I was kind of excited to see what it looked like. Um, I'm 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 in, I'm interested and also it's I got to say it makes it easier to try to check off more boxes of the stadiums I haven't seen um because they're going to go more places. Um so Matthew what do you think about this this development? I love it and I think it's good and healthy and I think that they need to take it their next step and break down the division structure to the way that the playoffs are uh decided. I just think that the six division um, structure is kind of past it. Yeah. Um, it it was it was there for when travel wasn't as ubiquitous, and you know, do one thing or the other, do one thing or the other. I, I'd prefer that we went back to um, a, a national league and a and an American league, um, and and have at it. You know, and you can this this. I, I just think it's I just think it's nuts that. You can have teams uh, making the playoffs with 84 wins, and some teams not making the playoffs with uh, 84 wins. That's just that's just nuts. So the schedule's good, but they need to they need to take it the next to the next step. Yeah. Uh, talking of which, I was just looking at the standings, and um, uh, Toronto have got a better uh, winning record than than Cleveland, but they are third in their division. Right. Well, and Cleveland plays a disgusting brand of baseball, so that's. <laughs> No, I think one of the the the, the one the other thing that I, I've only taken an initial look at this so far. The other thing about the 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 fact that teams are be going to be playing a much wider range of teams makes it, I think, is going to make it easier for us to go on a road trip and see the Guardians and the Nationals at the same time, yeah. just because there's 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 a, a broader geographic spread. So I'm really excited for. Um, digging in and, and getting back on the road uh, with you for some battery mates live. Well, you know, we, we've never done is seen a guardians uh, nationals game when they play at each other and they will play each other every year now. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I could. That that might be too tense. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think with too... our current. I don't think I, I think they play each other in April this year, so it might make it hard anyway. But um, uh, but I don't I don't think our the current states of our teams uh, would make anything tense unless it was like late in the season. We one of our teams <laughs> needed to win. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, I I think that there's a this is this should be fun. I love. I'm I'm excited to yeah. I'm excited to to get out there and see some baseball. Um, but uh, you you know I I want to. I think we have one last thing in the round the horn, and I think this is an important one. To, to talk, I I would love us to um, uh, get someone in on this next one. Yeah. Um, but who are you going to call? <laughs> yeah i mean it's this is a this is a story i don't think got enough attention um i saw it i actually saw it and like saved it to read later because i was like well this will come in handy for battery mates but i didn't see anybody <laughs> talking about this so this is uh this is about the rays playing the brewers a couple weeks ago um and the rays were staying at um i, I believe it's the fister hotel in milwaukee um, and, you know, I'm just going to read this from Ray's beat writer, Mark Topkin. Um, this is directly from his article. So real, just real, real, real stolen valor here. Um, <laughs> Yandy Diaz, the Cuban infielder with the bulging muscles is one of the players most afraid of ghosts. And he made the mistake of letting <laughs> that be known. So naturally his teammates seized on it. A printout cartoon a printout of a cartoon ghost was taped to Diaz's locker in Detroit on Sunday with the Spanish word cuidado, watch out, written on it. <laughs> this is about them staying. This is I'm just to back up. They're staying at the Fister Hotel, which reportedly is haunted. Uh, <clears throat> Diaz considered moving to a different hotel, but was assured he would have a room in the new and thus not haunted tower of the landmark hotel <laughs> that was built in 1893 now i don't know how haunting works matthew but that's not how i think yeah. haunting works if the buildings are connected th- there's there's a, t- a chance for cross-contamination everybody knows that okay <clears throat> outfielder roman quinn said he heard stories of several quote encounters from his former phillies teammates who made regular visits of seeing the impression of a bed of a person sitting there on a bed of a person sitting there, of clothes being placed in one spot and moving around the room when the player stepped out, (laughs) of people in hallways disappearing on second look. G-Man Choi has been quoted about seeing ghosts at the Fister and other places in some detail. The experiences are even included in his bio in the Ray's Media Guide, which says he is, quote, terrified of ghosts and believes to have had many encounters with them, including hugs and whispers. 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 Hugs I think and was, whispers. I think I saw them open for a uh, band of horses. Um, <laughs> hugs and whispers. Choi says there was some miscommunication with the previous interpreter that got picked up repeatedly, that he was more concerned with how, quote, dark and a little sketchy the Fister looked when he stayed there with the Angels as a rookie in 2016 than, it was, than he was about it being haunted. Quote, if I see a ghost, Choi said last week through interpreter Daniel Park, I'll say hi to him. So the story goes on. This is a classic, instant classic, uh-huh. uh, just journalistic uh, coup. I think. Um, uh, since I since I saw that we were going to be talking about this, I um, 
obviously immediately went to YouTube to watch some videos um, of it. There are several really, really good stories about the Fista Hotel. Um, uh, Yanni Diaz is not alone in being worried about staying there. And it's just like, it seems like a, a staple of uh, Milwaukee TV that uh, they get to talk about the Fista Hotel. And, and at least one player from every visiting team seems to be a bit scared of it. Maybe not as... Um, um, hilariously is Diaz, but there's a great video. There's a great video uh, of John Gray uh, walking around the Fister Hotel with a piece of equipment that he says can pick up paranormal uh, activity. Okay, it's like it's got like green, orange, red lights on it, and as he he sort of was waving it around. Okay, uh, this is not very good podcast content because I'm gesturing with my uh, hands, but you know. People understand what the phrase waving it around means. Um, Especially when you say it, yep. <laughs> uh, anyway, John Gray is a ghost hunter, a self-described ghost hunter. And when he's on the road with the Rockies, he likes to go to places where there are reports of uh, par- paranormal. Is that? No, what's the... Yeah. Uh, ghost, ghostly activity. And um, get his equipment out and wave it around and see if uh, any ghosts want to give him a hug or a whisper. I've made that sound like a joke, but that's actually serious. You, you Google the video, John Gray, Ghost Hunter, Fist Hotel. It is hilarious. <laughs> I, I I think, like, I had a complete blind spot here when it comes to um, the sheer hilarity of what it must be like following a baseball team on the road in some of these cities. Like, not just being scared of ghosts and have these haunted hotels, but like there's just gotta be so much good content out there. It's it, yeah. who's, what's going to be the first team to actually put together a mini like web series. Um, it's like behind <laughs> the scenes of the, you know, the Cleveland guard, the 2023 Cleveland guardians at, you know, various stops in the hotel. Like, you know, I, I hear that the, the guardians play chess in the, in the clubhouse and why not they have like competitive chess, which is probably not good content for the internet, but it certainly adds a level of depth. <laughs> that is the that is the that, that is the kind of um, uh, clubhouse activity that that team leader Jake Drake LaRoche would not allow in his <laughs> uh, in his clubhouse. <laughs> that is not happening in Drake LaRoche's. Drake LaRoche, oh man, drink everybody. <laughs> um, Drake LaRoche mention. Yeah, no. Um, so you, when you when you go to Milwaukee to go down the slide. Clearly, you'll be staying at the Fister, and um, you'll be able to to take some some do some in person. Of course, I mean, we've this is this is this could not be a better mates episode. Me getting flown, cover Norwich City at the Milwaukee Brewers in the slide, and then staying at the Fister Hotel with John Gray to wave <laughs> our equipment around and see if we can see if we can detect any paranormal activity that is a perfect battery mace episode i'm seeing some orange and green lights orange and green lights go off right now where i am so uh <laughs> just based on what you're describing um but yeah i think and the other thing the other thing you'll have to do when you're there i mean if you got john gray especially um just get out onto the field once you you know slide down the slide and then just jump off onto the field i mean i yeah. assume you'll be you'll get you'll grab john gray and um i don't know what do you think I will grab John Gray, get his equipment out, and together we'll shag those balls. 